This is the Wildernet Podcast for Saturday, April 19th, 2014, episode 13. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is the Wildernet Podcast, where we rediscover nature in a digital age. I'm Shane. Hello everyone, I'm Eric, and thank you for coming back to listen. Thank you very much. Um, it, it, it has again been, how long has it been now, like a month? Ish. Maybe more. Maybe more. Anyway, we've missed you. Um, you know, we miss not doing this so much, but... Sometimes our lives get in the way. Um, that either that or we're just slacking off. A little bit of both, honest, honestly. Uh, could probably take a class or a lesson on time management <laughs> in yeah. terms of what we should prioritize with. But I uh, love our tagline at this time of the year: rediscovering nature. It seems like after such a long, brutal, still not yet over winter, there's gonna be a lot of rediscovering of the nature rediscovering of the nature yes um having said that weather has been getting pretty awesome lately um i have to say i am really excited about things warming up around here and uh you know i've gotten in a couple runs so far but nothing well i shouldn't say nothing too crazy i ran 12 miles yesterday so that's something right um how did you work up to that, or did you, did you just go and do that? Well, yeah, you got to work up to that. It was, I think, 10 miles mm, a few runs ago, and then I hadn't, uh, you know, there was some time out there where it was still pretty cold out, so I had to do some indoor stuff for a while. But, um, yeah, you know, you obviously you work up to it. Uh, it just so happens that when I'm outside, I tend to be able to run further. And I think, I think it's just the scenery, you know, mostly you're not just sitting there on the treadmill and that's all you're doing. That's obviously can be extremely boring. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I can't, I'm done running on treadmills period for the, for <laughs> the duration of the season. I can't, I can't do it. I mean, yeah, days where it's raining, obviously that can be not the best either, but, um, if it's a light rain, it's fine. So anyway, what's what's going on with you, man? I've been trying to... I ran outside once. Uh, twice. Well, twice. I ran outside in the rain one day. That was kind of neat. Um, I think I ran outside a couple times, three or four times. Either way, it's nice to get outside. It's still not as warm as I would prefer. Um, yeah. But we're making progress, and... You know, school is uh, kicking my rear end, and that's yeah. not fun. By the way, yeah, uh, rain, rain, that's one thing. I, I advise not to go out running when it's hailing out, though. Did so, you do that, Shane? <laughs> no. Did you take a, a digger to the eyeball with a I did not. Ice? I did not. Uh, but I don't want to really find out what that's like either. <laughs> no. That would be interesting. You could run with your mouth open. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, chip a tooth maybe. 
Chip a tooth. Hey, what did you do today? Yeah, chipped a tooth. Took an <laughs> eye out. What were you doing? Running in the hail. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. Let's see. Should we just dive right in here? Is that, uh, is that uh, what you want to do here? Hmm? It's kind of what we do. Uh, cannonball. The activity of the week. Okay, and this week's activity of the week, which we might want to retitle, it's, it seems kind of, you know, based on the Ac frequency of our show, it doesn't seem exactly accurate. You call it activity of the show. Activity <laughs> of the show. Um, yeah, so this uh, episode, activity this of episode. the episode. There we go, that's better. I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, there's the it's correction still, I needed. It still sounds weird, though. Um we're talking about shed hunting today, and that is, if you're not familiar with it, that's it's really a simple thing, but it's essentially you go out in the woods and you look for deer antlers, and by us, that would be white-tailed deer specifically. You know, uh, in the U.S., we also have mule deer. Um, I'm guessing that's, that's pretty much about it, uh, at least for the contiguous U.S., um, well, I know it, in Wisconsin we are trying to rebuild an elk population too, but yeah, that's, um, that's true. Yeah, I think if you found one of those sheds, you'd probably trip over it first. Right, and if you're in Alaska, you got moose. Obviously, that's those are extremely heavy antlers. But bring, um, bring a sled, maybe. At least when it comes to the Midwest, we primarily are dealing with white-tailed deer, and so that's what you would potentially go out and look for. And it's just kind of a fun, neat little thing to do, you know? Um, you're, it's not obviously literally hunting, but um, it is. Uh, it can be just as uh, rewarding, I would think. Yeah, there. I'm at least in my experience, I've had no luck yet um, in my shed hunting experience, although I have not put in an ample amount of time either. Yeah. Uh, and part of it may also be considering the fact that when I've gone out, I have a lot of fun because it's typically breaking up that cabin fever and getting out in the spring and just being outside. So I end up just being overly excited to be outside. Oh, yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, you know, it, you don't even need to necessarily be looking for anything when you go out in the woods. It, that in itself is its own reward is just being out there and you know, the fresh air and um, just seeing the wildlife and the plant life and everything. It's just, it can be awesome. And then it, on top of that, if you happen to come across a deer antler, you know, that's just kind of like a, tr a trophy in itself. And um, so right now happens to be the time when, you know, the ideal time to actually be shed hunting because um, it's, after the snowfall or after the snow has melted and it's also potentially before um, your rodents go get out there and start chewing on them because they like that kind of stuff. And um, Yeah, they're weird like that, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, it's... Uh, it's a it's a it's a great thing that uh, you can go out there and do, and uh, it's uh, also a great way to stay in shape. 
You had to get that in there, didn't you? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so this is something that I used to do more so. Um, my dad was pretty big into it. And I think, well, he still does, obviously. He goes around the woods quite a bit. And I will say one of the things we used to do, oh, that's what I was going to say, Easter, you know, so this Sunday is Easter, and that just happens to be the time, an ideal time to do this. So my dad used to actually, uh, for Easter, he would, I I believe he got this from the idea of shed hunting, but he would actually build up a map with coordinates on it, and we'd use our compasses to try to locate our Easter baskets way back when we do this up north. So it was kind of a interesting little story, but it was a lot of fun, and it was just kind of a different thing to do. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he got the idea from shed hunting, essentially. But um, it sounds a lot like geocaching in some sense also. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of before it was even really a thing because this was back when I was a kid, you know? Shane's old, everybody. <laughs> back in the day when he used to uh shed hunt. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a that's a great idea. Um to to get your I mean, geez, get your kids outside, put some eggs in a basket and go hide it in the woods. Here mm-hmm. you go. Here's the coordinates. Figure it out. Right. Kind of off topic, but <laughs> not really. I think that's awesome. That's perfectly yeah. on topic considering the yeah, holiday and like... all sorts of stuff. Right. I mean, heck, depending on where you live, you might actually find some sheds while trying to find your basket. How's that for a winning day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we, I think we probably did, and that's maybe where I'm making the connection. Also, there may have been some antlers uh, picked up along the way. Making well, obviously, sense. you know, you're if you're if you're going around the whole your land and you know, uh, all over the place, you're bound to find something at that point. We're talking about, you know, crossing, uh, acres and acres, but anywho. Well, it um, seems like, uh, if I can just add real quick that, like I said, I'm, I'm no expert, obviously I've never found any sheds. Um, but it, it seems commonsensical that you would look for antlers where you would look for a deer. Um, I, I think that, when I look at maps, I try to find like the you know the funnels and the tree lines where deer might traverse, and and maybe you look for their bedding spots, that kind of stuff. Just find out where they hang out, and most deer hang out in a fairly nucleus area, especially the bigger bucks, and they're gonna shed their antlers where they are, where they hang out more often than not. So, trying to find those spots, um, I think I don't know a couple I saw a website that mentioned something about this is something I didn't think of. Uh, where deer might jump or make sudden movements, maybe fence lines too. That makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the things my dad um, would have us, you know, we'd look specifically along the, there's a ditch up at our land that he would, you know, obviously the deer, um, if they're jumping across there, that's more likely to cause some friction with their antlers and ultimately have them fall off. Um, yeah. So it's go. a fun way to get outside. You don't, you know, you don't need much. You just need to go, uh, you know, wear something to keep your feet dry and warm. And that's, that's it. Bring some, no, I don't bring nothing. Bring yourself, <laughs> bring some friends. Yep. Leave your phone at home. Maybe bring it for a map. I don't know. You probably don't even need that. Yep. Yeah. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need a whole lot 
to do it, um, which is probably one of the better things. Um, you know, like with like you mentioned with geocaching, uh, you at least need some sort of coordinates or GPS to actually find those caches. Um, in this case, you have no coordinates. You don't know where you're going to find them exactly. Obviously, like we said, you're going to have some ideas of where they might be likely to drop, but... Yeah, just it's keep like, your eyes peeled and walk slow and... It really is like the ultimate Easter egg hunt Yeah, in that yeah. sense. Just no clue where you're going to find them, really. But, Which, uh, if, if anyone knows me, and I know Shane knows me, um, I'm obsessed with adventure, and anything that's unplanned leads to more adventurous stories. So going out there not knowing what you're going to find, where you're going to find it, for me, it's an adventure, and adventures create stories which are memorable, long-lasting impressions on your life, which, again, takes away from the technology. It really builds that experience, and that, that's important. Speaking of adventures, I don't even think we've mentioned that uh, where we were since our last episode. We might have to have an episode all about, all about that. <laughs> it could go on for a while. Could briefly mention, um, we were in uh, Nicaragua, and that was, that was a serious adventure. That was yeah. probably... I mean, you know, I've been to a few places, and that was probably one of the most fun trips I've had. Yeah, we didn't do a lot of planning. We had a basic outline of what major cities we wanted to go to, but other, other than that, we stayed at hostels and hiked and rode in taxis, buses, boats, ferries, you name it. We were we were doing all sorts of stuff over there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Serious adventure. Didn't do any shed hunting, though. No. Yeah, I'm not even sure what they have in the way of deer down there, but probably have something. Okay, so let's move on, then, if you're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Let's do it. Word in the Woods. So, our word in the woods here is the Green Building Alliance is challenging Wisconsinites to spend more time outside, unwired specifically. And this comes from WPR.org, which is Wisconsin Public Radio. And this is actually a real short and sweet article, which is my favorite. <laughs> but, um,. It's it talks about this thirty by thirty nature challenge Wisconsin and essentially it is challenging people to get outside every day or for thirty days specifically, um uh, for thirty minutes at a time without any technology involved. Um which <laughs> that's that's really cool, I think. Um It's not such a huge challenge that it's not obtainable it's you could easily spend yeah a minimum 30 minutes outside especially without the extra devices you know that's not hard to accomplish i don't think it shouldn't be if it is that's oh boy we're in trouble i want to thank uh a friend friend of ours tony for sending us this article actually i thought it was very pertinent to the show thanks and, tony yeah and <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. You're right. It's not a very difficult challenge, or it shouldn't be, rather. 
it's something for us where, you know, maybe it'd be easy enough for us to not use our phones while we're out there, but we just kind of always have them on us regardless, which is maybe unfortunate because if we get a text or a call, even while we're out there, it could actually be more of a challenge than it perceivably seems, you know? Yeah. And then you got, you know, someone that's going to probably take a couple selfies saying, Hey, I'm doing a 30 by 30 challenge outside without technology. <laughs> really? Are you, are, are are you, you sure about that? Cause you just took a selfie and put it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. That's, you know, and this is something that I think is is a big deal f- specifically for our youth because, you know, more and more they're becoming ingrained in technology. And, you know, it's it, you obviously you see it, you know, it just tends to be where, you know, our the older folks these days are not they, they don't they don't really understand technology and they would just. A lot of times they would rather be outside. Um. Well, let me let me mention uh, two things here real quick, and hopefully I don't forget the second. But uh, one of them is I I've know someone that uh, teaches, and they had mentioned that some kids actually request on beautiful days like today uh, to stay in for recess so they can play games on the computer instead. Mm. And that is such a stark, drastic line of thought than from when I was a kid oh my gosh that'd be a punishment to make me stay inside are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) that's that's just a gauge to give you an idea of yeah we're talking about these things and I don't have any statistics but when I hear stuff like that I mean it's pretty prevalent that people children want to stay indoors more often than not for technological reasons right yeah and I definitely think there's there's something to be said um I think there's a correlation between not being outside and the lack of physical activity that kids get these days. I mean, specifically in the U.S., everybody's heard, you know, that we're not exactly the most fit country out there. And I'm sure there's there has to be a correlation with technology there. I mean, obviously, there's a correlation with technology. Just things, technology makes our lives easier, which is great. We also become lazier because of it, which is unfortunate. You know, there's certain things that try to help out with that, with technology mixed with being active, like a treadmill, for instance. But, you know, then people are just, unless they're, they should only really be using that when they need to. And I don't, I think that's, you know, that's the issue. Yeah, in our state, I think it's good. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why you might not want to run outside. It could be weather, it could be climate, it could be the time of year, it could be your neighborhood, maybe you're not comfortable, maybe it's the timing when you're, you can fit in your schedule. So there's a good reason for a treadmill, but again, in my opinion, like you said, just having the ability to look around and, and look take things in when you're outside, not to mention, if you run one and a half miles away from your house, how are you going to get back? <laughs> you could walk it. Or you could run it back, and that's three miles. You have to make your way back home when you run outside, at least the way I plan my runs. Uh, I try to really keep that factor in mind. Mm-hmm. On a treadmill, hit stop, get off, you're done. Yeah, Lord, very true. Yeah, because I had that same, you know, when I was running yesterday, it was I got to the like the six-something mile mark and turned around at that point. I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be at least this many miles to get back now. So, um. And then yeah, ultimately, how, how long did that take you to to run? 12 it took me miles? two two hours, but which is, eh, 
that's not super great actually, but <laughs> time wise, but just, you know, the fact that I'm actually running it's all that matters. And I got to the point, I got to the 12 mile mark and I was going uphill at that point. I'm like, I really wanted to make it to the half marathon point, but I just couldn't, I was too dead at that point. And then afterwards it was just, I could barely move. <laughs> yeah. I did two miles the other day and I'm like, apparently I need different shoes cause my lower back takes a, a beating for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so that's my next thing I'll be looking into here. Uh, one thing I wanted to circle back around to, I did remember the second thing, is uh, with the Green Building Alliance, the, the 3030 Challenge for Wisconsin, which takes place in June, by the way, so it really shouldn't be too tough. Um, I mentioned that there may be people outside taking selfies, and I'm just being uh, silly, but I think maybe to make it easier on yourself, um, Shane, you had mentioned you know, people might be outside texting or taking calls. Go ahead and just put a post out there, a mass text to some people that you know that you may expect to hear from that. Hey, I'm going to be away from my phone for the next 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> period. You could elaborate and say, I'm going to be outside enjoying this beautiful day. Don't, don't bother me or however you. That's, it almost sounds comical saying that, listen, for the next 30 minutes, don't bother me. Like that's <laughs> like, that's a big deal. It really shouldn't be, but yeah, that's just, what, uh, yeah, just a, uh, Hey, 30 minutes from, I would, I would just recommend there's a little feature on our phones, which, you know, mine's actually on right now, which is um, do not disturb mode. Probably would be the easiest thing to do there. Um, but but then, uh, then you want to, like, really check your phone when you're done because you're like, I wonder how many things happened while I was away for that long. Because <laughs> you get abundance of stuff coming in. It's like a little treasure. What's and that's going what technology on? does. You're always hanging on that next moment, that next response, that next post the next like you're always everyone's constantly looking for that feedback with your texts and your facebook comments the and your snapchat and the what i was else gonna say it? the snapchat which is email everything is on the phone everything i gotta say i and i know you use it but it seems like one of the most unnecessary things <laughs> snapchat i don't know necessary it's ne- necessary for me to you know, the rest of the quote yeah but I, I i get it and i don't i just don't really use it that often but Sometimes anyway. there's not much to get. You just go along with the trend, and that's that. You enjoy the ride, try not to question it, and either it'll die or it won't. We'll see what happens. Or it'll probably just get replaced. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the, you know, yeah, not to mention Twitter. There's just so many things right now. More of the reason. That's, that's the one I don't get. As more of the reason to get outside. Yeah, honestly, I got to say, the only thing I've really, one of the coolest things I've seen about Twitter is I've been able to directly get responses from celebrities but that's <laughs> which is kind of neat but that's like who who did you get a response from about um what? let's see i got a response once from uh chloe from 24 um she's she the hot one she was the nerdy one at the ctu hmm. yeah her name's like marilyn something rats cub or however you pronounce it but and then I think I got one from uh, Rachel Lee Cook once too. Which what was... were you asking them? Oh, I don't. I don't remember at the time. I think in, in that last case it was her birthday or something, thirtieth birthday, and she just was replying with a thank you. Oh, so you're like happy dirty thirty, and you're all excited. She about was it? on an episode of Psych, I think, and I was like, I don't know, maybe she was, maybe she was forty or something, but. Oh, she's basically That's saying so... how she didn't look, you know, <laughs> she still looked good, basically. 
Well, that's that's nice, Shane. You're not supposed yeah. to ever uh, call out a woman's age, though, so careful. I think I think she mentioned it. But... <laughs> I'm just, anyway, I'm just um, <laughs> that's about the only good thing about Twitter right there. Not to get on a technology rant or anything, because we do, you know, obviously we use our technology as much as we maybe preach about getting away from it. Well, it's something it's, we it's, use. It's recognizing and acknowledging that we lean on it a lot, and then it's about doing something about it and trying to balance it out. I was going to so say, you, it's about you know, balance, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I've been tossing around the idea of downgrading my smartphone to a, a feature phone, yeah. um, and I, I just keep not doing it, so, I, you know, uh, who Well, am I? I've, I've considered it, I've heard my friends consider it, and it's, yeah, that's a tough one. It certainly would save a lot of money by doing that. Um, I just I'm see. You so... could just keep it with you for when you're around a Wi-Fi connection. So when you want to access those things, like respond to emails and such, um, there you go. But then when you're not, you're not. But we become so we're becoming so dependent that it becomes harder and harder to justify not using it because there's always that one situation. What if I need it for GPS? What if I need? Yeah. It for, oh. oh, and yeah, that was really <laughs> that worked out for us in the Boundary Waters. Thankfully, Eric's GPS was working and yeah. pretty much saved us. Actually, uh, quick tangent, Shane. Yeah. Uh, what I do for, for a living is uh, has to do a lot with cell phones, and I've been learning more about some of that stuff. One thing that I had not realized or considered, actually I learned quite a bit about how that technology works and how we're able to use the GPS up there. Nonetheless, um, we are constantly being inundated by wa- waves Mm-hmm. Not to go all crazy on anybody or anything. I, I'm not, you know, uh, some conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I don't think anything weird's happening. But when we were up in the Boundary Waters, there were no Verizon, AT&T, U.S. Sailor, T-Mobile, Sprint, cell phone waves being carried throughout our body. Not to mention the Wi-Fi in your home, the Bluetooth you're connected to, this, that, and the other thing. There's none of that up there. It was, uh, I wonder what type of impact that had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be good to get away from that stuff, if, if anything, I would think. Um, yeah, but that was, you know, like we're to your point, um, it's about balance. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was going to say something else. Lost yeah. Well, it. the GPS thing, too, I, I, real quick, it, it seems that it actually worked up there because I, if you recall, I turned off all functionality of my phone data data roaming the cellular network the radio um, receivers in the phone Mm -hmm. and somehow i was able to still get that gps signal well and i think that's actually something with google maps specifically that they download the maps um and store them on there temporarily if i recall um i want to say you couldn't probably do that with apple maps at the time interesting i can't recall i just know that there was uh no interference for because the, the GPS units and phones are um, apparently very very weak. In some cases, I've learned of a new product line where you can get like a a Bluetooth GPS unit, so your phone pulls from that. And it's much much stronger. Yeah, um, I was gonna say it's called a GPS on most cell phones, I think, which is asynchronous. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's not it's not a full blown GPS essentially. Um, but you know, you know, it did everything we needed it to do when we needed it up there. So that's good. Um, 
I'm actually not even quite sure how, <laughs> um, but just glad it did work. Someone was watch looking down on us. Uh, that, honestly, you question that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's a time to discover, too, when you're in that uh, pristine of an environment. Things seem a little more clear. And I think the other thing that's nice, that's probably one of the nicer things about having a um, a smartphone with you at all times is just having a nice camera. Um, so you can actually capture, and we did in Nicaragua, we took a lot of pictures. And I think that was important. Um, which and we not... didn't have cell service there, though, so let's mention that real quick. Yeah. That was uh, a Wi-Fi only thing, actually. We had no coverage, no service, um, unless we were connected to Wi-Fi. So our phones essentially were cameras and then little Wi-Fi computers when we could. Surprisingly, a lot more Wi-Fi connections than I would have expected. In fact, I would say more than I see around here. <laughs> we were on a small, tiny island on a giant lake in a group of islands. Actually, it was 365 islands that made up this group of islands, if I remember correctly, right? One for each day of the year. That's what they said. Oh, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. And that tiny little pirate restaurant had, had Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's right. It was something about pirates, right? And you took a you took a picture of me by the sign. And I still can't remember what it was called, but um, that was a good trip. Yeah, we can discuss further in, and like you said, in a future episode. Well, if you haven't been to our Facebook page recently, check out our cover photo. It's taken from atop a volcano, not all the way atop, but about a good chunk of the way up, actually, which was a hefty climb. And then our profile picture was us being goofy on our walk down from the volcano a different one actually oh it was a different one okay yeah we did hike up two separate volcanoes one of which at least one of which was active apparently and uh unfortunately when we walked up that one it was um storming cloudy. at the top yeah so it wasn't good we weren't gonna even be able to really see much but it was still a good time okay well um Let's see. Sound off. Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing to share. Nothing to see here. That's probably our fault. We gotta. We gotta produce more content in order to get more feedback. So no. Yeah, that's true. No onerous on our fan base here. That's all on us. <laughs> on the other hand, if we got more feedback, maybe we do more shows. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, uh? Cyclical, huh? Comes back around. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but um, you know, you can write into us at wilderness. Wilderness, not wilderness, wildernet podcast at gmail.com or on the Facebook as we were just discussing, facebook.com slash wildernet podcast. And on that Twitter thing that Eric doesn't understand at wildernet cast um, because apparently their names only allow a certain number of characters, kind of like their posts, 140 characters. But um, I don't actually know how many characters you can have in your Twitter account offhand. It was just not enough to make Wildernet podcast, unfortunately. Anyway, uh, well, that's weird. Why do I have? Oh, that's right. This is for you. This is your. This is your time, Eric. What? Uh, where can? This is your moment. This is your time. Oh yeah. So um, we do this every episode, and I appreciate Shane uh, letting me get a plug in on every episode. I appreciate Eric. I feel like if I was nearby, you would have patted my head and said that. 
Uh, friends of Wildernet Podcast, you can find me and my uh, other endeavor at uh, facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. And uh, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far in our episode and you care so much to pay attention to hunting in Wisconsin, keep your ear to the ground as we are launching, or I am launching, um, some very exciting new things with where to hunt within the coming month. So, yay. Very exciting. Very exciting. Can't say much about it. Sorry, you're just going to you're gonna have to pay attention to what's happening with where to hunt. I will tell you more when it comes out. And I don't have much going on, honestly. Uh, I, <laughs> um, I've got... Uh, I honestly don't use Twitter that much anymore. Once in an, in a while, so call me a hypocrite. Uh, but anyway, you know, if you want to contact us, just just contact us by the means that I mentioned earlier. That'd be awesome. Yeah, if we were really hardcore into Wilder Net, if it, if there was Wilder without the net, then I would uh, we'd probably have to set up like a PO box and have you mail us letters. Mm. But we're not that against technology, so just you know, shoot us an email. <laughs> That's true. All right. So, moving right along here. Yeah. The moment of reflection. Go shed hunting. Sounds like a website, GoShedHunting.com. That might exist. Don't don't quote me. Oh, boy, don't go there. I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> um, you talk about running a bit in the beginning and then again in the middle, so it's only fair that we end with it. And to let you know, Shane, I'm participating in a run this weekend. What? Next Saturday. What? What kind of run? Uh, it'll be the 26th on Saturday. Uh, right before I go to a wedding later that day, uh, I'm going to stop and do a run. <laughs> nice gonna be uh I'll, I'll give it a shout out here it seems as though there is still a walk-up registration which i will more than likely have to do uh it's called the crazy legs run it's the 33rd annual it's an 8k uh run or a two mile walk i think 8k is five-ish miles you would know better 8K, than i would interesting that sounds that sounds about right yeah yeah crazylegsclassic.com um so i'm gonna do that on the way to this wedding. Cool. Awesome. Good to hear, man. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to do another half marathon or something like that, and it just doesn't happen. I just have to actually schedule something, actually sign up. So maybe... I think we just missed the Vince Lombardi one that we did last year, actually, too. That happened this past week. Oh, yeah. And I saw... When I saw the... Yeah, was it this last week, really? Saw yes. somebody invited me to it, but oh well, missed oh, that well. one too, I guess. So yeah, no, seriously, go shed hunting. Um, check it out sometime. Just walk through the woods and see if you can find any antlers. Um, yeah, and if you do share, or if you don't share, like when I say <laughs> share, share some pictures on Facebook. Everyone's on there. Send us a, a photo of whatever you find. Uh, we found when we went last year, we found all sorts of stuff. Everything but a shed, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's whole true. animal skeletons and fluff spots from where I think maybe owls got some bunnies. It's not all about the sheds, no. No, it's about the experience. In fact, you're more likely to come across. Well, you're. I would say a you're deer. deer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that's kind of interesting how that works. You, 
you're able to come across pretty much an entire deer skeleton. Uh, that's more likely than just a set antler or an, a single antler. That's another thing we probably didn't mention is you're not going to generally find both of them at the same time just because... Uh, yeah, it's tough. Although I have heard of stories where, yeah. and usually it's usually by like luck or chance, someone's like walking along, like, "Oh my gosh, I found two antlers like placed right next to each other." It's like, "Well, what the heck? <laughs> How much time I spent out in the woods, I can't find that. You just happen to come across a ten-point rack together. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you." <laughs> um, you know, and and if you're if you're if you are so inclined, try out this thirty thirty uh, challenge getting outdoors and 30 minutes for 30 days not not a huge commitment i think i think that's probably something we are pretty close to attaining each of us anyway at this point well yeah when you go on a run for two hours you pretty much cover the whole month (laughs) i don't think that i think it's probably more important to for frequency and i think that you know the 30 days uh emphasizes that yeah, you do want to, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you want to, you do want to segment that? Segment that? Is that? Sure. That sounds funny. I'm going to segment that for 30 minutes each day for the whole month. Yeah, that sounds, sure. We'll go with that. Sure, why not? 30 minute segments. <laughs> Divvy it up. Each day. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Alrighty. Well, I think, I think that's a show, man. Do you think that's a show? Let's call it a show. Uh, actually, it's an episode of <laughs> our show. I'm hungry. Like a battle and a war. We won the episode, but the the show is not over. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> all right. That's good. The show must not go on. That's the point. All right. The episode lo- must not go on. Thanks a lot, all. Thanks. Thanks very much for listening. Much appreciated. All right. Take care, everybody. And until next... Wait. I, <laughs> I messed that up. Until next time, take care. And get outside.